sun is fallen. Wait, what? Wow, that's a way to start the program. <laughs> Welcome back to Faith FM. You're on the breakfast show with Mon and Taryn, who is filling in for Lyle. Yes, because Lyle is off jet setting to the United States. Yes, I imagine he would have arrived by now, yeah. considering. It has been 23 hours since his plane yeah. left. So, no, wait, sorry, 22 hours since his plane left. Okay. So, I mean, he is taking a, quite a bit of a, a stretch. It is um, Sydney to LA to Chicago to some dinky little... Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And um, it could be quite long, but I'm sure he's I'm sure he's there now. He's there now. Although, yeah. from the airport to the place where he's staying, I think it's a several-hour drive as well. Oh, so he may be driving soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Lyle. Lyle, you're in our prayers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you've reached safely and everything is going fine. Um, although, you're a bit of a wuss if you can play about a 24-hour journey because I've done a 75-hour journey before. Yeah. Yeah, and it was right when I started traveling, and so I was too amped up to sleep, so I was awake for 75 hours straight. Oh, shame. Yeah, it was horrific. That sucks. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's amazing what uh, sleeplessness can do to your skin. Your skin really – my skin was – it was pallid and pale, and my pores were really enlarged, and I actually – it aged me, like, a lot. I mean, just momentarily. Yeah. And then when I finally got to go to bed in a house – um, and I slept for like 11 hours straight. Yeah. I woke up and my skin was like a baby's bottom. It was amazing. Oh, it was really? all renewed. Yep. All the pores wow. are closed up again. My color had come back. So Crazy. sleep is extremely important. It really is. Yes. Yeah. Not just for your mental health, but also for your, your good looks. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> That's is, why they call it beauty sleep. Hey, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know it. Hey, beauty sleep. Uh, okay. So. You know, not, I mean, we're looking good. I think we're sounding good because we are going to know the quiz, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, remember, it's a what city am I question today. And we looked at the first clue that Paul told the people here that since we are God's offspring, we should not think that he is made of gold or silver or stone. That was the first one. Um, the second one was a group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers disputed with Paul in this city. So what city did they dispute with Paul in? And the third one we looked at was the people who lived here spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. And the que- and the clue that we are up to today or right now is the men of this city were very religious. They even had an altar to an unknown god. So what Ooh city la la. was that altar to an unknown god? That in? second last clue just cracks me up. They just sat around talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit like what we do today hey? yeah. <laughs> in the mornings, just sit around talking, but only for like you know a few hours. But yeah, all day, not long. all day. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Although you know, in college, I feel like that is <laughs> literally <laughs> all I do: sit around listening to my professors and true talking story. and true story. You know, talking back to them. So, <laughs> well, not in talking back to them. <laughs> But, you know, when they ask us questions, uh-huh. we actually have to think of something. Uh-huh. I hear what yeah. you're saying. That's it. Well, if you think you know the answer to the clue, you can contact us here for the prize. It's 1-800-FAITH-FM, which is 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us the answer, which is 0491-064-669. You can even message us through social media if you're already open an app and you're spending your morning flicking through Facebook. It's Faith FM Australia. If you're on Instagram, it's Faith FM Live. Or tweet us. I don't even know what our Twitter handle is, but I'm sure if you look at Faith FM Australia, you'd find us. Are you on Twitter? Yes, we are on Twitter. Good. We tweet almost every day. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Tweet, 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 tweet. Such a weird <laughs> I know. <laughs> Twitter makes me feel old. Yeah. Not as old as Snapchat makes me feel. Uh-huh. Snapchat makes me feel ancient. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to send the selfies to everyone? No. 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 I actually did a, I did a uh, social media cleanup recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I went and um, – because I follow – I decided I follow too many people. Uh-huh. And it takes up a lot of my time because, you yeah. know, when you follow them, they're – the, the stuff that they're posting goes through your feed. Yes. And I was like, do you know what? I need to be careful of how much time I'm spending and what it is I really want to spend time yeah. on. And so I went and I checked hundreds of different accounts of people that I follow. And if they were the kind of person who only posted selfies, yeah, I unfollowed. Yeah, that's It fair. doesn't mean that I don't like them. It yeah. just means I don't have time to constantly stare at their face. Exactly. Wearing like bunny ears and that kind of to thing. To be honest, I don't really care if yeah. about selfies. To me, it's not um, really a relationship. If I want to yeah. have a relationship with you, I want to talk to you to your exactly. face in real life. I want to know what's going on in your life. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So not just And sing. my admiration of your face in no way. Yeah, especially with that puppy filter. Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about healthy fifth money. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so message us on social media and uh, and we will send the prize if you know what city it is on our quiz yes. this morning. We should maybe put a selfie of us up on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are we are back with our encounter with God. We have a wonderful study. Um, we were talking about the the women in the Book of Revelation. Yes. There are women in the Book of Revelation. There are women are awesome. Yeah, well, so let's one recap. of them was anyway. Yeah, one of them was a bit <laughs> scary, and one of them was a nice lady by the sounds of it. That's so it. we had two women, and we compared them yesterday: um, the pure woman and the harlot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revelation twelve and Revelation seventeen, and uh, we discovered that a woman is representative of a church. Yes, and so the pure woman, she was in heaven. Where was the harlot? She was on the waters. The pure woman was clothed with the sun. The harlot was clothed in purple and scarlet. The pure woman had a crown of 12 stars. The harlot was adorned with gold, gems and pearls. The pure woman was attacked by the dragon. And the harlot was supported by the dragon. And the pure woman is called the mother of the remnant. Whereas the harlot is called the mother of harlots. Mm. So we have these two churches, basically. Mm-hmm. So we have a church that's in heaven, clothed with the sun, crown of 12 stars, attacked by the dragon, mother of the remnants. Clearly, that's a good one. Yes. We like that one. Yes. The harlot... Not not so much. Not so much. Bit scary, especially because, yes. you know, she had that cup of her abomination yeah. blood stuff. Blah, how disgusting The blood that? of the saints. Exactly. Yeah. So she obviously, this church has been persecuting. Yes. And killing martyrs and saints and people who worship Jesus. And scarily enough, she's riding a beast, which mm. is, a beast was a symbol of a nation. Yes. So we have here a, uh, a church controlling a nation yes so we have the the combining of church and state which is that the bible is very clear that that should never happen yes and also the fact that she was on the waters waters represents many peoples that's right that's right so you know she is in many Mm -hmm. peoples yeah you know and um and so we discover that that babylon all throughout history because babylon was a real city and all throughout history it's been used as an example of a a wicked city of, of of a wicked nation yeah and many nations after that were called Babylon. And uh, and the Bible calls us to come out of Babylon because the yes. thing about Babylon was it was like the seat of false worship. Mm. So they abandoned true worship. They abandoned the true worship of God and, uh, and, and obeying God because we discovered that worship is all about obedience. Mm. The highest level of worship is, is through obedience. That's how we truly show who we worship. Yeah. We obey them. And so they were no longer obeying God. Um, you know, they claimed to worship God, but they were doing it in the way that suited them and it was considered false worship. Yes. And uh, and so we discovered that Babylon was the seat of false worship, the seat of disobedience. And the Bible issued a warning, uh, Revelation uh, 14 verse 8. Um, it warned people about Babylon's fall and about its apostasy from the truth, um, you know, and, and about the final deception, the mark of the beast, which we're going to study later. Mm. And uh, and the warning, it, it, you know, it told us it's going to be repeated with much greater power mm. and it's going to be culminating in a, a one last appeal for God's people who are still in Babylon to come out of Babylon, to mm. come out of her and unite with God's end time remnant church. So we have a quick look at that verse. So Revelation 18 verses 1 to 4. Now, if you are driving, please do not turn to your Bible. We can read it out for you. However, if you are interested in studying along with us, you can join us because this is a study that 20 million other people around the world do every day. It's a study guide that you can get hold of and we'll tell you how. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So if you would like to get a copy of our uh, study guide, it's a study guide that is sold worldwide and uh, it's only valid for three months. It's actually very cheap. It's only like a few dollars. Yeah. And uh, you can get a copy of it and each day, each day has a new chapter that you can – just a new page actually. And it's a small – it's not huge, just a small amount of study. And um, and you can follow along and every day around the world, so many people are studying the same thing. Mm. So be part of a great global community, a great global movement. But let's have a look at Revelation 18 verses 1 to 4. 
Okay. Revelation 18 verses 1 to 4 says, After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. And the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest ye share in her sins and you um Oh, and lest you receive of her plagues. Yeah. That's wow. It. Wow. There we go. So, you know, over years, um, students of Bible prophecy have been following world events with great interest, yes. um, particularly as they seem to relate to the end time. Definitely. You know, it's, it's a massively interesting I, I think topic. we're all interested in yeah, that, right? Like, events. Yeah. Yeah. And the closer we get, the more interest there is because it does seem like the world is going crazy. It does. You know, anything for, for instance, about the role of the United States, you know, we were mm-hmm. studying the last few days about you know, the United States and the role they play and the power that they give to the, um, to the, to the beasts. And as far back as 1851, um, you know, Adventists were identifying, some Adventists were identifying America as the second beast power there in Revelation 13. Wow. Which, you know, was a very remarkable identification yeah. uh, given the status of the United States back then. Uh, and it was in the mid-1800s uh, that the big powers were still the old world ones, which was like, you know, Prussia, France, Austria, yeah, Hungary, and, and England. So United States was not even yeah. on the cards of being one yeah, of the exactly. top like powers. They, they weren't a then. player. They weren't no. a player. They hadn't come to the table yet. And at that time, America, they had a peacetime army of only about 20,000 men. Yeah. So it was about one-tenth of the number of combatants at like the Battle of Waterloo, wow. for example, in 1815 alone. Um, but in eighteen and and in eighteen fourteen, just forty years earlier, the British invaded and they burned Washington D.C. Um, and in eighteen fifty, sorry, eighteen seventy six, Sitting Bull's Braves, which you know, an Indian, um, yeah. Native Indian American, American Native, how do you say it? Native American, American Indian. There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, the Braves, uh, the Sitting Bull's Braves, wiped out General Custer's Seventh U.S. Cavalry Regiment. And uh, and so even after some commentators identified the United States as a power that would one day enforce the mark of the beast in the world, the nation was still, you know, they were still fighting uh, Native American Indians on its own soil and they weren't always winning either. Yeah. So it, it seemed completely, you know, like, like it was unremarkable. It was not really a thought that they could possibly yeah. be a world power. Uh, but no question, world events are following um, as we have believed they would. And, uh, and still more things, you know, need to happen before we reach the end. And that's why, for instance, uh, when discussing the mark of the beast, it's very important to emphasize that right now no one has it, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not they're keeping the fourth commandment. Um, yes. Because more needs to unfold. That's right. And, uh, and we just read that verse, um, those, those four verses there in Revelation 18, verses 1 to 4. But what is happening here? And, you know, and why is it important for us to remember now? Like, what do these verses teach us about? our mission to the world in these four verses. Well, I think when it says, you know, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, it's talking about what is going to happen, right? It's Mm. still a prophecy here. Mm -hmm. But it says in verse four, um, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins. So what do you think that's talking about there? Well, if you think about it, if you know that, that, you're part of an organization that's doing something wrong. Mm. Why would you want to stay there one yeah. second more? Exactly. Especially because, you know, if your conscience of Jesus is speaking to you now, God is speaking to you now, you need to obey and get out. Yeah. Because the longer you leave it, the less you'll be able to hear his bidding. Yeah. And uh, and then you could be lost because you delayed. Mm. So it's, imp- it's important that even though, you know, there are still prophecies coming to pass in the Bible, we need to act as soon as the Lord inspires that's right. us to act. Yeah. And I love that it says, come out of her, my people. Mm. You know, God has, you know, they're still God's people. You know, God has his sheep in every fold, it says in Matthew, you know. Yeah. And and God wants his people to not to partake of the sins of the organizations that they're in, um, but to, you know, be forgiven for sins. He wants us to be cleansed because, you know, Jesus' blood paid for our right, you know, he gives us his righteousness to cover our, our sins, you know. And so... um. 
he doesn't want us to be seen as sinful, but to be seen as perfect before mm. the Father. And you know, and these verses they actually paint like a really bleak political, moral, and spiritual picture of the yeah. world. And uh, and they show the, I suppose the 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 evil influence of false religious teachings in the world. And at the same time, though, they they also offer great hope. Um, you know, this the, uh, these four verses in Revelation eighteen, um, because another it says another, another angel from heaven lights the world with his glory. Mm. Um, so God's God's faithful people, the ones who haven't learned yet what they need to know, that they're, they're then called out of Babylon. And this means then that right up until the end, like God's people who are already out of Babylon have a work to do for those who are still in it. Yes. So if you've been called out, it's your mission to then help people come out as well. So true. So not only do we have um you know, this calling to come out, we have we have we have purpose, we have mm. a commission, we have, you know, a work to do. You know, just like we were talking there with uh with Mama Jo or, or Joe Norton, I should probably call her. <laughs> you know, she she came to Jesus, Jesus, you know, impressed her to read the Bible and so she yeah. started reading the Bible. And now she's involved with it in a ministry where she creates Bible studies to help other people share. That's it. So, you know, we learn and then we share. We have to be rivers, not reservoirs. Yes. Yeah. So we can't like collect all the all the all the, all the love. All the good yeah. We have to keep it keep it flowing. That's going yeah so our mission then is to firstly come out of babylon ourselves Mm -hmm. and then secondly draw other people out as well absolutely and um you know and and sort of looking back at what we've learned so far um this week about you know false worship and um you know it's it's really say if you step back and look at the big picture mm. and then just boil it down to what it is it really is satan attacking god oh, it's for satan's sure. attack on god's law you know his attack on god himself on both his authority and yep. on his government and uh, and so in the last days you know in, in these climactic events of the of the final crisis you could yeah. say you know satan will be attacking those who keep the commandments of god yeah you know, anything to get back at god basically that's right anything to hurt god and i think the greatest thing that he can do to hurt god is to take away god's people mm-hmm. you know you know the people that god loves the people that jesus died for us you know and so the way that satan gets back at god is by distracting us and and taking us away from him yeah and if you look back at what really happened you know there in in uh in the beginning when um when satan was cast out of heaven he was wanting you know he yeah. felt that he was worthy of worship and uh and so the people who on earth who, who are refusing to pay him homage through his proxies here on earth mm. you know this is this is now the, the battle that he's waging against god um it continued on earth uh, but just as he was defeated in heaven he will be defeated here on that's earth. that's right and um it, you know, to accomplish this, you know, he's entered upon his, you know, a, a, a rebellion against the Creator, and although he was, you know, cast out of heaven, he continued this kind of warfare on earth, and and just made this an enormous deception, and um, that so many of us have, you know, fallen fallen for, and um, and and it leads us to, you know, continuously break God's law, which is what He really wants us to mm. do. Um, but we we can't we can't let him to keep keep having this control. We can't let him to ultimately win. And the way we don't let Satan ultimately win is by giving our hearts to God. That's right. And following God's leading for yeah, our life. Definitely. And that's how you win the battle. It's not like a big war. You don't have to pick up a knife and shoot people or anything. You just follow God's bidding for your life.
still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Mon and Taryn filling in for Lyle. And guess what, Taryn? What, Mon? We have a caller who has That's called so through exciting. Hello and welcome to the show, Ezekiel. Are you there, Ezekiel? Hello, Ezekiel. Hello, can you hear us? Oh, oh. we can hear you. Okay. The answer to the question is Asin. Yes! Oh. Ezekiel, congratulations. Ezekiel, how old are you? Eight, turning nine. Wow, and you got the quiz. That is so amazing. Hang on a minute, Ezekiel. Aren't you supposed to be in school right now? No. Oh, no. Not until nine o'clock. Oh, you've got half an hour to go. That's lucky. Hey, Ezekiel, are you having Monday off? Is it, is it a long weekend for you too? Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, hey, Ezekiel, I've got another question for you. Have you been to Athens? No. Oh, you should you should go sometime. Maybe we should all go. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. Ezekiel, can you tell us what you're grateful for this morning? Um. Well, I've got wonderful mum and dad. That I have a wonderful mum and dad. I think I heard Dad prompting <laughs> that. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> no, not me. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Is that Steve I hear? Absolutely. Steve, what are you grateful for this morning? Oh, to have a wonderful wife that cooks me breakfast. Oh, oh. bless. Aren't wives amazing? Absolutely. <laughs> Almost as amazing as a breakfast they cook for us. <laughs> well, thank you so much for answering our quiz, guys. We will send you that prize. Congratulations and thanks for listening in. Thank you. Okay, let's get back to our study. Congratulations to Ezekiel and his dad, Steve, for answering our quiz correctly. The answer, of course, was the city of Athens. That's right, which we have both been to. How good is Athens? It was amazing. Oh, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I have to admit, though, you know, I was I did that ancient history tour through Greece and uh-huh. Italy, and, uh, and by the end of it, like all the different archaeological sites yeah. and, and things were just sort of like blending into all one. mushed together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I in feel, my yeah. memory, I see some columns and pillars yeah. and a pit with some like pots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All one spot now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing because uh, when I go on these tours, I often like to keep the the brochure that has the itinerary. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and I keep that um, in a little folder, uh, you know, where I have some some. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not like a scrapbooker. Yeah. I don't keep everything. I don't keep all my plane tickets. Although I wish yeah. I had. Had. If this was a golden age of travel, I would have kept every paper ticket yeah. I had. But since they went digital, it's a bit too sad, yeah. bit depressing. So I don't keep tickets anymore. But I occasionally go back and I look at the itineraries mm-hmm. of these different tours that I've done, and it just blows my mind at how much I saw, yes, and how little of it I remember. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? I was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I can't. That's... I can't wait to get to heaven and have you know a complete brain usage and be able to remember you know everything. Yeah. So. That's why we need cameras. Hey. I know. <laughs> I know. Take pictures. Look, it was me at the site. Yeah, I promise, yeah. I was there. <laughs> it's funny how sometimes um, I will have someone show me a photograph of me 
years back and be like, look, this is this is you at this place. And I'd be like, I do not even remember being <laughs> remember there. Going you had to it. prove it to me. Yeah. 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 Anyway, okay, let's get back to our study. Um, God will one day give us wonderful, perfect memories. We are talking about Babylon, false worship, the remnant church, and and what it means to really obey and worship Jesus. Yeah. You know, we've just we've discovered looking at the book of revelation that end time events is all about worship because that's where it started in yes. heaven the devil satan wanted to be worshiped he believed that he was worthy of worship more so than god and so he launched a war on god which has continued and will and will climax you know at the yeah. end of times and so at the end of times he's still looking to 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 usurp this worship and bring worship to himself and be worshiped and those who refuse to worship those who refuse to be caught up in this false worship the way they do that is by simply obeying God, mm. reading their Bibles, knowing their Bibles, obeying obeying Jesus, following Jesus' leading, um, and and that drives the devil mad. And so mm. you know, there's going to be persecution, and um, you know, there's going to be a deception. There's going to be a false church that looks like it's obeying God, mm. but it doesn't. You know, we, we've looked at that, and in in, you know, in the beast, the one that looked like a lamb but spoke like a dragon. Yeah, and um, and so it can be it can be a bit daunting. It can be a bit scary. All this imagery in in the uh, in the in the book of Revelation, but. If you just understand, you know, where things started, you can understand where they're going to end. Mm. And uh, and so, you know, we've looked at Babylon being a a um, an example and a way that they've still called uh, false false worship and false churches and these nations that do this kind of thing. So, you know, and I think. In order for our spiritual growth, you know, spiritual life is not necessarily self-centered, but it implies a, a God-centered worship experience. Yeah, and a life founded on trusting God. Um, because we might think to ourselves, "But I'm not, I'm not doing any false worship." You know, I, the devil hasn't told me how to worship. Yeah. I'm fine. I just, you know, but yeah. I, I just, I do kind of want to do what I want to do. Yeah, but that's exactly where we go wrong. That's exactly what the devil wants us to do. He wants to do what we want to do instead mm. of doing what God wants us to do. Yeah, that's it. So true worship is not just fellowship and spending good times together, uh, nor is it belonging to the to the right camp of believers, um, so to speak, enough to, to constitute true worship. Yeah. But rather true worship must lead to heartfelt devotion to God. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, the identif, uh, identification of the powers which are represented by the two beasts of Revelation 13, um, they should really help to situate the prophetic period in which we live and instruct us to conduct our lives accordingly. Like, we really don't have that much time left. And uh, and if we examine the historical evidence uh, supporting, you know, the identification of these beasts, as much as possible, uh, also select you know, other well-known resources, you know, historical textbooks, um, they, they ensure objectivity and credibility. But the main goal of this lesson is to inspire commitment to and the worship of true God. Of the That's true right. God. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's it's really important that we, we don't go on feeling as well. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel like this is right. That's right. I feel yeah. like this is the right way to worship. Our feelings lead us astray so many yeah. times, don't yeah. they? They yeah. lead us into – yeah. Just, and they change from day to day. They do. I mean, I just didn't look at my wardrobe and see how I felt like stripes were for me or I felt like you know monochromatic was for me or I felt like pink was for yeah. me. And do you know what? Like my feelings change all the time and therefore they cannot be trusted. No. We need need to trust God. We need to trust him with our lives, with our feelings, yeah. um, with our study and and with our worship. That's right. Worship, of course, um, coming down to obedience. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question and you would like to know more about the Bible, you can contact us here. Uh, our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. If you want to know more about you know Babylon and, and true mm. and false worship, you can certainly give us a call and ask us. Uh, in our next segment, we have coming up the question of the day where we will answer any kind of question. It doesn't have to be about a Bible study topic. Um, you can ask anything you like and we will answer it live on air. And, um, and we might even give you a thank you prize, a little thank you <laughs> gift. But uh, once again, congratulations to Ezekiel and stay tuned for our question of the day. Meditations of my heart be pleased. 
Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. You are here with Taryn and Mon. Taryn is thankfully filling yes. in for a while. And we are almost done for the day. Almost done. We are up to our question of the day. And we've had a question this morning, um, funnily enough, about interracial marriage. Yeah. I mm. thought that was an interesting topic to ask a question about. Yeah. Well, it's actually, it is actually very interesting because, um, you know, I, I – uh, I, uh, a lot of my friends know that I have a bit of jungle fever, but um, <laughs> I have actually I have actually had a member um, of a church uh, rebuke me one time. Really? Yeah, because they said that um, yeah, I should not be uh, marrying someone. You know, not that I was in any position to do yeah. so. I'm single as all get out. But they were like, you, you know, the Bible says you, you can't marry um, people of different skin colors. No way. Um, and I thought this was absolutely ridiculous. But you know, we wanted to have a look at the Bible. Um, and, you know, and does it actually say that? Because if the Bible does say that, we want to obey, right? For sure. We want to obey. So um, I think the people get mixed up about this because the Old Testament law uh, did command Israelites not to engage in interracial marriage in Jeremy um, 7, uh, verse 3 and 4. However, the reason for this command was not about skin color or ethnicity. That wasn't the reason why they weren't to interracial marriage, uh, inter- interracially marriage. Marry, sorry. Uh, rather, it was it was religious, and so the reason that God commanded against interracial marriage for the Jews was that people of other races were worshippers of false gods. Yes, they you know they were worshiping yeah. weird idols and stuff that wasn't God at all, and um, and the Israelites would be led astray from God if they intermarried with idol worshippers or pagans or heathens, uh-huh. which is exactly what happened. You can see it happen over and over yeah. again in the Bible. If you look at the children of Israel, every single time that they married. Um, non-believers they themselves became non-believers yeah that's right and um you know and you and you can see if you look there in malachi chapter 2 and verse 11 we don't have enough time unfortunately to read the verses um you can see that's exactly what happened and uh, and there's actually a similar principle of i guess spiritual purity which is laid out in the new testament mm. which is very clear because it doesn't even mention race it says do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common or what or, or what fellowship can have light here with darkness? Mm. So we're not commanded to not marry people of different skin colors. We're not. We're commanded to not marry people who are who are idolaters. Yes. Um, you know, which is, opens up a whole other bunch of questions about yeah. you know marrying people who don't believe the same as you do. Yeah. Um, but the Bible clearly never says that interracial marriage is wrong. Interracial meaning someone of a different race. And um, anyone who forbids interracial marriage is doing so without biblical authority. Now, there is, um, you know, in the writings um, of various prophets, E.G. White and so forth, uh, she also says not to marry, um, you know, uh, white people to marry black people. But it's, it's important to note that she was writing that at a time in America, in the South, when the tensions between black and white and slavery mm. issue was massive. Yeah. And it caused too much of a controversy. And she was like, we need to keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah. And right now the main thing is not a race issue. It's yeah. about God. It's about worshipping God. That's it. And so she was saying, if you can avoid it, don't do it to keep the peace, to keep the, this focus on Jesus. Yeah. Um, but it was about a specific time and about a specific place. Yeah. And we need to remember that everything written has been written at a specific time, at a specific place. So that's the answer there. For The Bible does in no way forbid interracial marriage. If you are in love with someone who's a different color to you, and you're both worshippers and believers in God, then in the fear of God, move yeah. forward and uh, and pray, you know, that, that the Lord will bless your union. That's and, it. Uh, and don't worry at all about skin color or how you look. The Lord loves how you look. He made you that way. Hi, my name is Aluka. I go to Townsville Seventh-day Adventist Church. We would love to have you join us on Saturday at 9.30 for Sabbath School Kids Program and then the main service at 10.45am. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City. Whole life long, where 
would I go? Surely my God is the strength of my soul. Your love defends me. Your love defends me. And when I feel like all alone, your love defends me. Your love defends me. Yeah. Welcome back to Faith FM Australia. That was Matt Mayher with Your Love Defends Me, a beautiful song. Um, we have come to the end of our show. Uh, that means that Sabbath is right around the corner for us. We've finished work for the day. And uh, this is our favourite part because we get to give stuff a wahoo. That's right. We've been giving away a lot of stuff today, actually. Uh, young Ezekiel, our eight-year-old caller, called up and got the quiz correct and he won the prize. And then yesterday we want to thank um, Joanne Mug from... Uh, Townsville. Townsville, who called up and got yesterday's quiz correct. Sometimes, you know, our callers call after the show's over or sometimes they call for the delayed broadcast. And so we often have callers that don't make it online um, or don't get a mention. So we want to thank Joanne for getting yesterday's uh, uh, quiz correct. It was the what book of the Bible and the answer was Judges. So good right. on you, Joanne, from Townsville and Ezekiel from Beresfield. 
And now we have something that doesn't require any effort, really. No. We just have a giveaway that you sort of call us for. What are we giving away, Taryn? We are giving away a book today called I Want More by Ooh. Gary Kent. More, please, sir. Yeah. And it says on the back here, it says, do you want more wisdom and direction in life? Yes. Yes. Same. Uh-huh. I do. Uh-huh. I need that in my life. Something deep within us longs to know God more. And the essence of the Bible and Christianity is simply that, knowing God. Maybe you have already tried reading the Bible and praying yet fail to establish a good connection with God. Your life is highly valuable in God's eyes and he wants your life to be filled with good things. So discover the keys to unlocking this potential. In this book, you will discover how you can know God intimately and live a life of purpose. So that sounds like an amazing book. It sounds like an amazing book. book. Yeah, I definitely... I, can't, I want a copy of that. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any more of these? <laughs> if you would like a copy of the I Want More book by Gary Kent, give us a call now. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. You can text if you like. Just text us where you want us to send it to. It's 0491-064-669 or just direct message us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Yeah. We hope you enjoy all your prizes and all your giveaways that you receive. And you know what? Have a lovely long weekend. We, of course, will be I back know. on Tuesday. We will be. We're doing a, a highlights reel on yep. uh, on Monday um, to keep you, you know, listening to good stuff. That's it. But and, um, we're going to be having a long weekend. Yeah, a long week. What That's are you, it. What are you doing this long weekend? I don't know yet. I haven't decided. Neither me. I kind of want to go camping. I only just found out that was a long weekend like yesterday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, camping. That sounds good. I'm yeah. It's raining. I have a new tent that I still haven't used. I'm oh. going to put that thing to good use. Yes. Anyway, we hope that you have a wonderful weekend. And of course, if you have have any questions or, or you want to know more about the Bible, you can contact us here at Faith FM. The number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. Give us a call. If you want to know any more details about something you heard on the show today, our interview, our giveaways, um, our cue of the D, just give us a call anytime. We'll be happy to take your calls. Of course, you have a wonderful Sabbath tomorrow. And uh, if you're not listening to this on a Friday, it's because you're listening to delayed broadcast and you should switch over to the live show. Join us on Faith FM. Thank mm-hmm. you.